Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey and TK. I'll be joined in just a little bit by Trey Blossman. We'll talk about LSU football, recruiting, coaching staff, lots of Tiger football stuff for you. We'll also hit up some NBA, some LSU hoops, some XFL and MLB. A busy episode of Sports Takes with Trey and TK right here on Talking Sports with TK. Hey, I'm happy to connect with you on social media. Connect with me, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, don't forget about meatandpotatoes.com, handicapping website out of Las Vegas, meatandpotatoes.com. Whether you're a big player or a small player, you want to check out meatandpotatoes.com, handicapping website, college basketball, NBA, XFL, hockey, you name it meatandpotatoes.com. We're going to hear a quick message and we'll be back and joined by Trey Blossman for another episode of Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just a moment by Trey Blossman. A lot of good stuff for you today. Don't forget to share this podcast with all of your friends. Sports Takes with Trey and TK comes out a couple of times a week. We started about a month ago. We're having a lot of fun, and we appreciate all the response that we have gotten. Well, without any further ado, it's time to bring aboard Trey Blossman. Trey, hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tommy. Beautiful day today. We needed one. It's been kind of gloomy the last few days. This is a nice way to head into the weekend. Yeah, I'll be heading out to the LSU baseball media session this afternoon. They open one week from the night whole another topic there with college baseball. But speaking of LSU, recruiting, the signing day uh, took place. Uh, it's actually We're actually still in the signing period. Kids have to April 1. But uh, LSU added some names to the fold, three guys, including some really good ones. They have signed 22 players. Coach Ed Orgeron says he's holding those other three scholarships to be there for possible transfers uh, into the program, which uh, would occur perhaps after spring practice or perhaps in May. May is the month that Joe Burrow transferred into LSU a couple years ago. So Coach Orgeron is going to keep an eye on that. This whole transfer portal thing has become a key part of college football. But Trey Blossman, your thoughts on the LSU signing class. Coach O said it's the best class he's ever signed since he got here. Well, you know, not a lot of drama coming into this week because we had so many early signees, which is good. And we've actually got a handful of kids on campus, which is great. Uh, that's very beneficial to the team in the long run and to those kids for being ready to play as true freshmen. Uh, I, I like holding three spots open. I hope that he doesn't force himself to fill them and just hang on to him if the right transfers aren't available. Uh, I know he's going to look at offensive linemen. He he might look at linebackers. Uh, I was glad that we didn't take any transfer quarterbacks in this class. Uh, If Miles Brennan fails, I'll be sorry 
for having that attitude. But I think he's been a good program player. He's done the things he was asked to do. He's put on weight. He's gained strength. Hopefully he learned a lot playing behind Joe Burrow the last two years. And I think Miles Brennan is going to be ready to step in and be a fine SEC quarterback. As I said, if I prove to be wrong, maybe I wish we had De'Eric King on campus. But for the good of the program, I think that it's good to roll with what we have at quarterback. Who we get from the transfer portal yet remains to be seen. And it is, you're right, it's a big part of college football now. And I think it's a good thing, Tommy. You know, the only thing I can equate to going through high school recruiting as a major stud in high school is going through Rush at a fraternity at LSU. And, you know, it's you have a whirlwind, four or five days, you go to some parties, you meet some people, and then you got to pick one. And not every guy, not every kid picks the right one. And sometimes they'll leave and try another one. I think if you've signed a college scholarship and you've not found yourself in the situation you were hoping to be in, I think you should be allowed to transfer. And I think sitting out a year is plenty penalty for doing that. Now, the guys that can graduate and transfer with eligibility left, good for them for being such good students. The most interesting thing about this transfer portal has come out from Coach Justin Fuente of Virginia Tech this week, who had, I think, 19 people, 19 student-athletes enter the transfer portal since the end of the football season. And he announced that at Virginia Tech, if you enter the transfer portal, you are not welcome to stay. You're gone. You, you better leave. I think that is really interesting. I understand he, he got hit hard by 19 potential transfers, but by making sure those guys don't stay, I think he hurt himself even worse, Tommy. I agree. A couple of things on that. When a player enters a transfer portal, it doesn't mean they're leaving. It means they want to explore options, okay? And no player, I would think no player enters without talking to at least his position coach or somebody on the staff, if not the head coach. But this transfer, yeah, I think Fuentes is going to regret that at Tech, Virginia Tech. Now, the transfer portal thing has become part three of recruiting. Part one is the early signing day in in December. Part two is you know, what we saw this Wednesday, the first Wednesday in February. Then the transfer portal comes into May. That's really like part three because all teams will have gone through spring practice and a coach, though he may not say it publicly, might say, you know, we really got to go get an offensive lineman or we really got to get a edge rusher or we really need a kicker. And then you dive in there to see if you can find one. So, and then of course, part four is the development of players. So, now, interesting, I, I'm not a fan of the Big Ten in any way, shape, or form, but they have a proposal they're going to submit that a student-athlete can transfer one time without have to sit, having to sit out. So you could you know, that, take that one time to switch without any penalty, then if you tried to switch again, you'd go to the rules as they exist. I, I kind of like that rule because coaches switch at the last minute. Look what Mark D'Antonio did to the players and recruits of Michigan State on the eve of signing day, he announces that he's retiring. So if you're a kid that signed in the early signing period at Michigan State or you were going to sign on, you know, Wednesday, now your coaches change. So you don't you probably 
want to look at something else. So I'd be all for that. But the transfer portal, it, it is what it is. But I think I think most of the fans understand that if you don't, you really need to check it out a little bit more. Another thing with LSU football, Trey, Coach Orgeron says in no hurry to get the offensive passing game coordinator or whatever. He has had some analysts lead the staff. You know, LSU really upped that analyst thing in the last couple of years. They went from having three or four guys to having about a dozen. And I think it played a key role in the recipe for success. He's lost a couple of guys. Uh, you just you can't fault those guys for wanting to go take another job um, or, or whatever they, they're leaving for. They, they want to get an on-the-field coaching position. But you and I were talking earlier. I totally defer to Ed Orgeron here in the fact that, you know, he's going to get some quality people in. Who, who doesn't want to come coach at LSU with the facilities, the fan base, the riding the national championship wave and the best conference in America? I mean, we could go on and on. So I think LSU football is in fine shape. Up next will be spring practice, and we'll talk a lot about that when it gets there. But uh, I ran into an old friend last night that I hadn't seen in a while, Trey, and big, big LSU fan. I mean, huge fan. And he, he told me, he says, man, he goes 15-0, and Heisman Trophy. He goes, I'm happy. You know, if they go 8-4 and next year, I'm, I still enjoyed the heck out of this season. I'm happy. I said, well, I can tell you they don't want to go 8-4 and next year, but Tiger fans have a lot to be proud of. And I think they have to be proud of the direction this program is going in. We don't know what will happen next year. We don't know if they're in the playoff again or if they win the SEC again. But the bottom line is LSU football is in as good a shape as it's ever been in. And a lot of that, you have to give credit to Ed Orgeron. Absolutely 100% correct. All right. A couple other things here on Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Spread it around. Pass it along to your friends. Make sure they check it out available on all the major platforms or connect on social media with myself, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be sure to get a uh, link to each and every podcast that we do. Bunch of podcasts coming out of Talking Sports with TK. Trey, let's talk some NBA Pelicans with a nice win on the road last night, albeit against the Bulls. Trade deadline was yesterday. You had some movement around the league. Uh, a little bit, a little bit more attention going to the NBA now that the NFL has concluded. Yeah, and uh, quite an active trade deadline day yesterday and the day before. Uh, lots of players moving around. I was interested to see what was going on with Andre Iguodala. You know, I'm a big Golden State fan. He, he was a tremendous part of their team the last four or five years. Uh, I think him going to Miami is good for Miami. That Miami team is really good. You know, Jimmy Butler was in Philadelphia last year, and a lot of people didn't understand why he left there. That team appeared to be poised for a serious run at a potential championship. Well, they're having trouble. Butler looks like the genius now. He's playing on a Miami team that is surging right now. And the Philadelphia team is very disappointing. They can't win at all on the road. Uh, Al Horford, a newcomer there, said there's trouble in the locker room. So Jimmy Butler looks like a genius for leaving Philadelphia. I I couldn't believe last night the Houston Rockets playing without anyone over 6'7". And starting no one over 6'6", their newcomer Covington at 6'7", came off the bench last night. 
took it to the Lakers at Staples and beat them straight up. Are the Lakers not nearly as good a team as everybody thought they would be? Or is Houston on to something with this small ball lineup? Can they continue to win games against teams with quality big men with no one over six foot seven? That's that's going to be interesting to watch down the stretch. Yeah, and I, my my uh, one of my favorites, Charles Barkley, he came out and he said the Philadelphia 76ers are the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. They, you know, a lot of talent, a lot of talk, but they're dysfunctional and soft. You know, Shaq ripped Joel Embiid, who I think is one of the softest players in the NBA, uh, whatever. But, you know, NBA's got some interesting stuff going forward. They'll have All-Star Weekend in Chicago next week, and and uh, we'll see how that goes. Pelicans look good last night, albeit against the Bulls, who are not a good team. Shout out to uh, Chicago Bulls forward Daddyus Young. His father, Felton Young, uh, and I were at Holy Cross at the same time back in the 70s. Felton was a great basketball player at, at Holy Cross, went on to Jacksonville over in Jacksonville, Florida, and had a quick cup of coffee in the old NBA. But uh, So it was fun to watch Thaddeus Young. Looks just like his dad, Felton. Some of you older guys remember the old Catholic League basketball with Rick Robey and Brother Martin and Jordy Holtberg at Dallas-Sal and the Rummel teams and the Holy Cross teams uh, and St. Aug. I want to give a shout-out to Thaddeus Sean. Fun, fun to watch him play last night. Also, here on uh, Sports Takes, Trey, LSU basketball ran into a little buzzsaw. We knew Vanderbilt wasn't going to lose forever in the SEC. They'd lost 26 in a row. They shot the lights out, pretty much led wire to wire, and uh, knocked LSU from the SEC unbeaten ranks. First loss in the SEC for LSU. They got to bounce back at Auburn Saturday morning. That could be tough. But I still think LSU basketball is in good shape. Oh, I think so. Look, Vanderbilt shot lights out in that game. They had three, two or three different players score career highs. Amp Lee's son is a really good ball player. For those of you that don't remember, Amp Lee was a great running back for Florida State. His son is playing for Vanderbilt. There's also a guy on that Vanderbilt team named Scotty Pippen Jr. Uh, so they've got some talent. They were at Rupp Arena ahead of eight points ahead of Kentucky at halftime last Saturday. Kentucky came back to beat them. Uh, LSU came back to be within, I think, one point on two different occasions and just couldn't get over the hump. And Vanderbilt just kept playing. Hats off to them. Foul trouble for LSU didn't help. But in the long run, I'm not sure that that wasn't maybe a good time for a loss for the team. You know, you're probably not going undefeated in the conference. I'm sure you're not going undefeated in the conference. Maybe a little refocus after that loss. Yeah, we'll see about that. Hey, again, you're listening to Sports Takes with Trey and TK. A couple of quick hitting things on our way out the door here. The XFL begins this weekend. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday. There are eight teams in the league. Got some fancy uniforms. A lot of rule changes. Uh, Halftime's only 10 minutes and uh, extra points, kickoffs. There's lots of different things. I think it's going to be good. I'm going to check it out. We'll see if they can make it. They do have major TV contracts. That's certainly going to help. Uh, as all four games this weekend are either on Fox, CBS, or ESPN. I'm kind of curious about the XFL. Yeah, I'm going to be tuning in and watch. I, I haven't done any homework at all. Wouldn't be in any position to try and tell you who might win or who might lose. But I... Uh, 
I might even make some picks the second weekend after I get a chance to watch these teams. <laughs> also, Major League Baseball right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers report next week. It's kind of staggered. They don't all report the same day for each club. But Major League Baseball right around the corner. You and I are both big baseball fans, and we'll have plenty of baseball stuff going forward on uh, Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Trey, you have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we'll do this again early part of next week. Look forward to it, Tommy. Everybody enjoy the weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.